I'm a motherfucking beast, I'm a motherfucking hog. Pull up with the slump, or should I say black trunk sounding like I got an alligator in the back. We talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder, everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> That boy Joe said, y'all better go get them refunds. Y'all better go get them refunds. <laughs> Woo! Hey, man, I told y'all, man. I told y'all somebody was not going to make it to the Atlanta Bowl. Now, was I wrong about who it was? Yeah, I can admit that. I was wrong about a lot of things this weekend. I only got one out of four picks right. I thought the Royal Rumble was Saturday night, but it's this Saturday night on the 28th. We'll get into all that later, but and we'll get to the Bengals stuff in a little bit. But right now, this is episode 196 of Electrified. Welcome, welcome. Happy Monday. Another three-day weekend for your boy. So I'm back in here on Monday, not tomorrow, not Tuesday. I'm here today, okay? Um, we are here. Good stuff to talk about. Just want to wrap up, uh, recap the weekend, the divisional round weekend, the sights and sounds, what we saw, uh, who lost, who won, who's moving on. And, you know, we're down to the last three games of the NFL season. That that saddens me. That saddens me, man. The season really does come and go, but it'll be draft time, free agency. The offseason will come and go, and then it'll be week one of the 2023 season before we know it. So that's that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me, you know, juiced up. But divisional weekend is gone. There are teams that are gone, players that are gone, and some that are still here. Um, where should we start? Should we, should we start in the AFC or should we start in the NFC? You know what? Let's start in the AFC. Let's talk about the Bengals and the Bills game. So, I actually didn't see much of the Bills and Bengals game. I did watch highlights. I was out and about uh, during that game yesterday. I didn't see much of it, but I saw some of it. I saw the majority of the fourth quarter. Uh, watch the highlights early in the, you know for early in the game and just looking at the numbers the major difference between the bills and the Bengals which always has been as far as the bills go and other teams but in this game specifically the rushing yards the rushing totals the running back Joe Mixon 20 carries buckle five one touchdown you flip that to the other side Josh Allen is the Bills' leading rusher with eight carries, 26 yards, and a touchdown. Devin Singletary only touched the ball six times, 24 yards. James Cook, five touches, 13 yards. That's not enough. That's not enough. When it gets cold out, when January rolls around, it's about who can run the ball, especially in the snow. It's snowing. It's windy. Yet Josh Allen still throwing the ball 42 times. Does that sound like a winning formula to you? Yeah, it's snowing. It's cold. It's windy out. The visibility is shot. Yeah, let's send our quarterback out there and throw the ball 42 times. While our running backs combine for 11 touches. And not only that, our quarterback is going to be our leading rusher. But we knew that all season. We knew that Devin Singletary wasn't the answer. We knew that James Cook really was not the answer. But your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, yeah, Josh Allen is big. But Cam Newton was big too, and look what happened to him. 
Look what happened to him. All I'm saying is, man, you wonder why the Bills, <laughs> the, 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 the Stephon Diggs meme with him standing there after the, uh, the AFC title game, what was that, 20? It's hilarious. Blood's still standing there. He not tired? You lose that one. You lose to him last year. Then you lose to the Bengals this year. After everybody wanted to see y'all get the Bengals, you know, everybody wanted to see that matchup last year. And then we wanted to see that matchup Monday night, but it didn't happen. Well, it finally happened. Y'all got smacked. But the problem has been they cannot run the ball. They don't have a premier running back. They don't have somebody who they can hand the ball off to 20 to 25 carries a game. And that's something they need to get this offseason. Or they, it will, they will never win anything. Never. Josh Allen cannot be your RB1. That will not work. Then um, you look in the passing game. Stephon Diggs only had four receptions for 35 yards. I don't know what happened yesterday with him and the coach in uh, the OC. No clue what happened with him and Josh Allen, but it was some friction on the sideline. But this is this is uh, not surprising to me, man. Diggs is a guy who he's going to want the ball every other play in order for him to be satisfied. So that does not surprise me, especially in a playoff game of this magnitude. So I don't know what happened over there on that side as far as that, as far as that goes. But to me, man, I mean, listen, the Bengals came out humming. Humming, Josh Allen, excuse me, Joe Barrow came out humming. These guys put up 14 points unanswered in the first quarter. They were not worried. They weren't worried about the Bills, man. They weren't scared of these guys. All season, since the beginning of the season, everybody just been talking about, oh, the Bills and Chiefs, rematching the playoffs, rematching the playoffs. These guys got the overtime rules changed. They got the playoff overtime rules changed for this. Just to get smoked in regulation. Not even against the team that they wanted to see. But I told y'all on Saturday. Yeah, I was wrong. I can admit that. I thought the Jags were going to be one to spoil the party. But I also mentioned that the Bengals had this chip on their shoulder as well. And it was prevalent that that was more important than even beating the Bills. It was spoiling in the Atlanta Bowl. Bro, the NFL had the nerve to already sell tickets. They had already sold tickets like it was the Super Bowl. Okay, the Super Bowl is guaranteed. It doesn't matter who plays in that game. You can still sell tickets to that. It's a neutral site. Um, Casual fans are at the Super Bowl. Fans of other teams are at the Super Bowl. Celebrities are at the Super Bowl. You can sell those tickets. But to sell tickets to an impromptu AFC title game that is not guaranteed... These tickets probably have been sold since before the wild card round even happened. I mean, fam, I'm listening to Sports Talk uh, Radio Wild Card Weekend, and they're already talking about what a shame it's going to be when the Bills and Chiefs have to play a neutral site game in Atlanta. They didn't even touch the field yet. Bills didn't even touch the field yet. This was wild card weekend. So you fast forward to divisional round weekend, they're still talking about, oh my goodness, the Chiefs and Bills in Atlanta. Y'all don't think the Jags or the Bill, the Bengals heard all that talk? Obviously, the Bengals did. Maybe the Jags didn't hear too much of it. We'll talk about them, though. But I know the Bengals did. Jamar Chase said it after the game. Go get them fucking refunds. That's what he said. Better go get them. Joe Burrow told y'all to y'all face, go get them refunds. 
You can't do that, man. You cannot do that. You cannot add fuel to that fire. You can't. These guys have been pissed off since that Monday night in Cincinnati. Yes, we know it was unforeseen circumstances why the game ended. But it was the aftermath of that, the coin toss thing. Losing out on potentially getting a one or two seed. Like, these guys have been pissed off for a couple weeks now. And, yeah, let's piss them off even more by totally disregarding the fact that they have to play a game. But, no, let's, let's already talk about how the Bills are going to move right past them and go to Atlanta for the AFC title game. Well, it's not happening. The Atlanta Bowl is canceled. Go get your refunds. Go ahead and cancel your travel plans, your hotel plans. Okay? It's not happening. The Bengals said no. Joe Burrow said no. He said no. 23-36, 242 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He outplayed Josh Allen at home. He outplayed him. Simple as that. Simple as that. He outplayed him. You look on the other side. How many sacks did the Bengals, the Bills, the Bengals O-line give up? One. One sack. One sack. Just one. All season. All off season. And they had three people missing. They had three O-linemen missing. But we've been dogging the, ba- the Bengals O-line. Oh, they're going to get ravaged by the Bills defense. They're going to get ravaged. But how? Where's Von Miller? He's not playing. The Bills are missing piece injuries on defense. We know that. But everybody's hurt at this point. Three of your O-linemen are not playing, and you only gave up one sack. Only one. You guys got to give Joe Burrow, the Bengals, and Zach Taylor their credit, man, because they're back in the AFC title game for the second time in a row. Joe Burrow, first season, tears his ACL. Comes back, goes to the Super Bowl second season. His third season, he's back in the AFC title game again. That's not by chance. That's not by luck. Then I'm looking on Twitter. I'm seeing Ravens fans talking about, oh, but Joe Burrow barely beat Tyler Huntley and um, third starters or something in wildcard. Okay, that's true. The Bengals did just escape the Ravens in wildcard weekend. But who are we talking about right now? Who's playing an AFC title game on Sunday, and who's at home trying to figure out how to play their franchise quarterback? That's the difference between almost. Does not matter as long as you win. Okay, cool. You almost beat the Ravens, but then you beat the brakes off the perennial best team in the AFC at home. The Ravens weren't going to do that in the second round. Sorry. to Tyler Huntley was not going to do that. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about it. But it's the truth, man. Let's let's be real here, man. Let's be real. We have to be real. That's the only thing I can do is be real. I can't be anything else. It would be unfit. It would be unjust. It would be irresponsible of me to not give y'all that real on a weekend, week out basis, man. The Bengals are a, a, a real squad, man. They're, they're going to be a problem for some time. Joe Burrow is not going anywhere anytime soon. I told y'all last year they would be back. Here we are. 
against a team whose number that Joe Burrow and the Bengals seem to have. But we'll talk about that on Saturday. We're going to save that for Saturday. Yeah, we're going to talk about that game on Saturday. But wow, man. It's crazy, though, right? It's crazy. Bengals have done it again. I just, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's going to be crazy because if they beat the Chiefs and go to the Super Bowl, God forget, forget if they, forbid if they win it. They already was talking about Joe, Joe Burrow's contract. But, boy, wait till the, if he wins these next two games, they're going to have to give him $300 million guaranteed and the key to Cincinnati. For real. And they won't have a problem with that. Highly doubt they have a problem with that. Ravens fans, y'all better pray, man. Y'all better pray hard. Y'all better pray hard. But um, congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals for getting past the Buffalo Bills and moving on to the AFC Championship game for the second time in two uh, in two years back-to-back, man. But the Bills, I don't know what the problem is. I do know what the problem is. They have no run game. They have no run game. You're not going anywhere without a run game. You can pass all you want, but when it comes down to it, you need to be able to run the ball because if everybody in the stadium knows you're going to pass it, those 11 guys uh, uh, opposite of you know you're going to pass it as well. At no point are we worried about Devin Singletary getting the ball. At no point are we worried about Zach Moss getting the ball. Uh, uh, is that his name? That is his name, right? Zach Moss. Don't, don't let me... James Cook. Oh, wow. Zach Moss has been gone for some time. Sorry. But that, but that's just how um, minuscule the backfield is in Buffalo. All three of those guys would be the same person. I wouldn't know. And I'm telling you this from experience. I had the unfortunate privilege of having Devin Singletary as one of my backup running backs. But some days I had to start Devin Singletary. This fantasy season. Oh, yeah, I don't know if I told y'all. Y'all talking to, if you follow me on social media, you know, but you're talking to a, a fantasy Super Bowl champion two times. Don't know if y'all knew that or not. First one since 2015, but I got that. You heard me. But, yeah, I've had the unfortunate pre- privilege of watching Devil Sing- Devin Singletary. I even watched him in person when Buffalo played the Ravens. He He's not great, but they don't give him an opportunity to be great because they don't give him the ball. Don't give him the ball. How many yards did Devin, Devin Singletary have this season? And how many carries did he have? Let's see. Let's take a look. Devin Singletary. He had 177 touches, 819 yards, five touchdowns. Devin Singletary had one game. Well, he rushed for 100 yards or more, and that was on Christmas Eve against the Bears. That's a problem. Devin Singletary, since he's been in the league, since 2019, has not touched 1,000 yards, has not cracked 10 touchdowns. That's a problem. You're not going to win when you have a running back like that. So y'all better go try to get Tony Pollard, who just broke his leg last night. Y'all better go try to get Josh Jacobs. Or if you want to bring a New York running back actually to the city, you know, the state of New York, you want to get him on a jersey, you better go call Saquon. That will be your best bet. But if y'all think that the Bills are going to air raid themselves to the Super Bowl, it's not going to happen. 
they will continue to lose in the playoffs, whether it's in regulation or it's in overtime. It just does not matter, okay? doesn't matter. And I would hope that after this one, after this loss, they would know that and understand that. Because if they won this game, they would have thought, oh, it's cool. We don't need a running back. We could just run it with Josh Allen. And God forbid, I think, honestly, it's going to take for Josh Allen to get seriously hurt out there for them to think, okay, maybe it is time for us to invest in a solid running back. Because you cannot keep running your quarterback like that. Because he's not running and getting out of bounds. He's not fast. So they're not not hitting him. He's not um, juking anybody or sliding. He's trying to run people over every time he gets the ball. That's not going to keep working. It's not. It's not. He's not a running back. He's not built for that. He's a big boy. I can give you that. He's big. He's strong. But he's not a running back, bro. He's not. Y'all need to go get one. This offseason. This offseason. If y'all don't, y'all not going to win nothing. Continue to get to the divisional round or the AFC title game and lose. Because you're not winning the Super Bowl without a running back in Buffalo. Once again, congratulations to the Buffalo. Uh, not the Buffalo Bills. No, no, no. no, no. They're, they're going home. They're home. Congratulations to Cincinnati Bengals for advancing to the AFC title game. Can't wait for Sunday. Can't wait for Saturday to talk about it. Might as well stay in the AFC and let's talk about the Chiefs and the Jags. One for Blake Bell and Mahomes may have been shaken up as he was taken down. Uh Grabbing that right ankle right away. And in a lot of pain. Walking back towards the huddle for the moment. Yeah, Arden Key falls right on him there. Yep. See if the Chiefs take a timeout. A little bit of confusion here as they're waiting, and Andy's going to let the play clock run down. Mahomes is going to limp over as you look at these replays. Wow, that changes a few things here. Even assuming he can continue to play, what we've seen is his mobility has been the deciding force in this game so far. So that's where we have to start with the Chiefs and Jags game. About 2.40 left in the first quarter. Uh, Pat Mahomes would get taken down and got bent up very awkwardly. And honestly, man, I didn't think he was getting back in the game. I did not think he was getting back in the game. He could barely walk. I mean, he was limping. The drop back looked funny. He couldn't even hand the ball off. I, he just didn't look right. I said, eh. This is bad, man. This is bad. And I, I don't want to see anybody hurt, especially. What are you talking about, dog? Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, You know, I don't want to see anybody hurt, but I will say, hey, I, the Jags were on my parlay. But it didn't matter anyway because eh, it didn't matter anyway. But all I'm saying is it did not look good. I didn't think Jack, uh, Pat was getting back in the game. And then for Chad Henney to get in there and go 98 yards down the field against his former team and score a touchdown. I was like, what? Maybe he really does not need to get back in this game. Like, fam, the, the Chiefs are just good, man. They're well-coached, well-schemed, and all credit to Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, man, because, wow. But Pat said, hey, man, if you think I'm not getting back in this game, you've lost your damn mind. And Project Pat had to get back in that game, and he was never not getting back in the game. 
his his knee could have been off the bone, ankle could have been off the bone. But he said, "Bro, I'm not losing this game this way." And he got back in there and he fought. And you can say what you want. Oh, it's a bad idea. I tell you what. Week week three, yeah, this is a bad idea. Getting back and playing that game in week three, yeah, this is bad bad uh, a bad idea. But in the divisional round, when you're three quarters away from your fifth straight AFC title game, yeah, wrap that thing up and put me out there. Shoot me up, give me a perk, whatever I need to do, get me back on the field. You can say whatever you want. Oh, the ankle or the ankle, blah, blah, blah. What about Lamar and, and his knee? Two different situations. One, Lamar hadn't practiced in what? 40 however days. Two, way worse injury. Three, it's a wild card game against the Bengals. I just, the Ravens were just, I just don't think they had enough, enough firepower for this playoff run. We don't know what the extent of the Pat Mahomes injury is. Obviously, there was no ligament damage after the x-rays, so he was able to get back out there. He's three quarters away from an AFC title game, fifth straight, two different situations. I don't think that him playing will result in any long-term damage. I think that he'll rehab this week and he'll be ready to go on Sunday. You know, Patrick Mahomes' mobility is a big part of his game, like Chris Collinsworth said, but... He showed us that, hey, man, I can do it on one leg. I can. I can do it on one leg. And he did. Uh, But everybody else stepped up around him. The Chiefs just stepped up. But if you look at Mahomes' numbers uh, for the game, give me one moment. Still had a solid game, man. Uh, One moment. 22 of 30, 195, two touchdowns. Still a good game for Mahomes. Um, and then you look in the, uh, in the backfield, man. 12 carries, 95 yards from one running back. 11 carries, 25 yards from another. They had to run the ball. They had no choice but to run the ball. And they did. But Chad Henney, man, 5, five for 7, 23 yards, one touchdown. You can't, you can't get mad at that. Can't get mad at that. But obviously, man, the star of the show, number 87. Travis Kelsey, 14 receptions, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. They could not do anything with him. The Jags had no answer for that man, bro, at all. Like, zero. No answer. No answer. No answer for him. No answer for him. At all. He was the key, you know, the key to that. Their success in that game, man. By far, the key. By far. By far. Um, it's crazy, though, because going into this game, Trevor Lawrence, I know this, I don't know, they didn't really hype this up as much as I thought they would. But going into this game, Trevor Lawrence, even in high school, as a starting quarterback on Saturdays, undefeated, 3-0, at Cartersville High School on Saturdays. In Clemson, 32-0. Even in the NFL, he's 2-0 on Saturdays. Trevor Lawrence, before this past weekend, was 37-0 as a quarterback. 37-0 as a quarterback on Saturdays. It's like the Undertaker at WrestleMania. 37-0, not no more. Pat Lesnar said, hold on now. Hold on a minute, player. I don't think so. 
But see, the Jags were very much in this game. Uh, penalties and just mis- miscues. Two big ones. Two big miscues. You had the play with Christian Kirk. I mean, it was a beautiful play-action play, like something I do on Madden. Christian Kirk was wide open. I mean, Trevor Lawrence just flung the ball 60 yards. It's like he just flicked it, and it went 60 yards down the field. He dropped it. That was a momentum drop right there. You catch that ball, it's a different conversation. Because the Jags, they came out ready to play. They did come out hot. Then you get into the later stages of the game. Uh, you know, the fourth quarter, I think this is around the 6.30, 6-minute mark. Hold on, let me, let, me, let me see. Let me see when that was, the Agnew fumble. That I thought was... Thought it was an incomplete, but I don't know. They called it a fumble on the field. I looked back up. I was at dinner at the time. I looked back up at the TV, and the Chiefs were driving back. I said, oh, gave it to the Jags. I mean, gave it to the Chiefs. Two big miscues, man. There were Those were like two touchdowns right there that the Jags could have had. And then, you know, desperation time, Trevor Lawrence throws a pick, and that's it for him. But 24, 39, 217 yards, one touchdown, one interception. There were a lot of moments in that game, especially when Agnew was in the game for that fumble a couple yards out. But how he got there on third and ten, Trevor Lawrence just lowered his shoulder and ran over two Chiefs to get a first down. That's determination right there. But where was Travis Etienne at? Why was he not on the field, Doug? Doug Peterson, why was he not on the field? Doug, where was he? Seriously, where was he? I didn't like that part. That I didn't like. Your number one running back should be on the field in all these situations. It's playoff time, man. It's playoff time. Playoff time. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know about that. But I do know, man, the Jags will be back. What a season for them. For them to start off the way they did, dead in the water, Won some games, came all the way back, and ended up winning their division. Won their division. Got a home playoff game. Was down 27-7. to Came all the way back, beat the Chargers. And then went on the road and gave the Chiefs a fight. You got to clap it up, man. Clap it up for the Jags. They're young. They're hungry. And, hey, no. Were you clapping it up for the Jags? No. They'll be back, man. I mean, listen, we know what happened last year with the Urban Meyer thing and all the questions people had about Trevor Lawrence, but I think those questions have been answered under the tutelage of Doug Peterson. Trevor Lawrence is him. He's going to be around for a while. He's young, and I I like the Jags. I do, but it's the Chiefs, man. Five straight. It's their fifth straight AFC title game. And when I was was younger – and I was in my older days. I was in my teens during the the Tom Brady and the the Chiefs. I mean, excuse me, in the Pats run. I didn't appreciate that because I didn't like the I didn't like Brady and the Pats. I hated them. I hated everything about them. They weren't a fun team. They were. I just didn't like them. This is a little different. I've tried to not like the Chiefs. Like I've tried. I've tried to not like Pat Mahomes. I've tried to not like Travis Kelsey, who I love. I've tried to not like the Chiefs. I can't. I can't not like them. I love the Chiefs. 
I have no issues with the Chiefs in the past. I've even looked on my Twitter. I've tried to hate the Chiefs. I've tried to root against the Chiefs. I can't do it. Now, I do like the Bengals. I like Joe Burr. I love Joe Burrow and them boys. Can't wait to see this game this weekend. But the Chiefs, five straight AFC title games, at this point in my life, all I can do is appreciate greatness. That's all I can do. Appreciate greatness for what it is. That's it. You got to, man. Because I can I can admit, before the season started, I was talking big trash about the Chiefs. Oh, they're done. No Tyreek. But I did say that Patrick Mahomes was going to have a hell of a season. I already know. I, I said that. That's on wax. I said Pat Mahomes was going to have an MVP caliber season. I did say that. I said he's going to spread the ball around more. And, yeah, I, I said that. He's probably going to win the MVP this year. But when I was breaking down the AFC West, I thought the Chargers were going to take that step and step over the Chiefs. I apologize. I was wrong. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Got to appreciate greatness, man. Five straight AFC title games. It it, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, now, as far as Patrick Mahomes and his injury goes, going into Sunday, he had this to say. I mean, I'm not coming out of a playoff game unless they take me out. And so uh, I'm just going to play. I, I love this, this sport too much. I love this game. Uh, I love playing with my teammates and being able to go out there and, and enjoy it together. And, we're, and we, we're, we prepare all year to be in the playoffs and to play in these games. And um, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to get back in the game. And, I mean, it's, it's something that uh, I just love competing in this sport. And uh, pain is pain. And you don't have to deal with it either way. And that's where we are, man. That's where we are in the playoffs. Hey, look, everybody's hurt. Pain is pain, like you said. Everybody's hurt at this point, man. We're going to throw some dirt on it, pop a couple perks, and get back on the field. I got a Super Bowl to win. I get a break after this, after the AFC title game. I'll be ready for the Super Bowl. That's that's how he's thinking right now. And you can't you can't be mad at that. You can't be mad at that, man. He, he's going to have a whole offseason to get his ankle together, whatever the, whatever the injury is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. So... That's all I have for the AFC. Congratulations to the Bengals and the Chiefs for making their second straight AFC title game in another rematch. So I'm excited for this weekend. Now let's move on to the NFC. We got to start off with the 49ers and the Cowboys. That's where we'll start on the NFC side. He won't talk about himself, but I'm going to make about him great. What do you want me to say? I would like you to talk about Brock Purdy getting you into the NFC championship game. Wow. Brock Purdy get us the NFC championship game. I mean, he's only won, I think, like seven in a row now. Good job, Brock. Playing at a high level, getting our best players to football. He's awesome and confident in the huddle. He's just doing a great job. And the best part is he shows up every single day. He's humble and all he wants to do is get better. And he's going to be great for us next week and uh, just continue on after that. What does it mean to you to show up in Philly next week and have a chance at the NFC Championship? Man, that's what NFL football is all about, to go in a hostile environment like that. Like, we're excited. We're ready for it. Yeah, man, Brock is him. Brock Purdy is him, man. He's on a, like a... Uh, Tim Tebow, Colin Kaepernick, Jeremy Lin type of run right now. That's the type of run he's on. It, it's a magical run. It's fun to watch. And he's winning ball games. You look at his numbers, his regular season numbers, 13 touchdowns, four interceptions. 
Only four interceptions through seven games. 13 touchdowns. Got in the playoffs. 18-30, 332 yards, three touchdowns, no picks against the Seahawks. Now, in this game against the Cowboys, it was a little different. No touchdowns, no picks, 19-29, 214 yards. It wasn't a flashy game, but he made some very important key throws in that game. He did. He made some good throws. He managed the game very well and didn't turn it over. He did his job. He did his job, man. That's what he did. That's all he had to do was his job. He played to he played to his best ability. And the team, like like George said, man, they rally around him. They like this guy. They like his swag. They like what he can do for the team. They like what he brings to the table. And I know George liked him because George getting all that work. Five receptions, 95 yards for George Kittle. He led the uh, 49ers in receiving yards. And then you flip to the other side, that defense, man, they're flying around. Two interceptions. Two interceptions for the 49ers defense. Hell of a defense of effort from them, only holding the Cowboys to 12 points. But we talk about Brock Purdy and the defenses he's, he's played. I think that the Cowboys defense was probably the best defense he's seen all season. Um, I mean, you can make a case for the, the Bucks defense as well, but he torched them. This defense was the best defense he's seen, and he handled that pressure very well. I'm not mad at him. No touchdowns, cool. No picks, that's even better. That's even better. And the, the throw he made in that third quarter to, to George Kittle back across the field, the one that Kittle had to, like, pop off his helmet, pop off his hand, and then finally catch it. How? How? Just how, man? We start talking about teams that are destined to do something. That, we start talking about stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just looks destined. But this 49ers team has been hot for some time now. They haven't lost. Haven't lost the game since coming off their bye week. Oh, excuse me. Hold on. What's the last time they have they lost the game? Let's Let's figure that out because that's important. I know we talk about how hot they are, but how hot have they been? I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen the 49ers in the L column in a while. Let's take a look at that. Let's see more. Thank you. Where's that website at, man? Give it to me. Thank you. 49ers. They have not lost uh, since week seven. Jesus, they've just been beating people since October. They haven't lost since October 23rd. W, 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 W. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough right there. That's tough. This 49ers team, Kyle Shanahan, D'Amico, Ryan's and them boys. Yeah, they got these boys playing right, man. They got them playing right. They got them playing right, and everything is clicking for them right now. Everything's clicking. And they have a quarterback in Brock Purdy who, with no all due respect to Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's not just a game manager, especially at his young age. He's not just going to, oh, let me hand the ball off and take care of the ball and, you know, make these dink and dunk ball. Bro, he's throwing the ball. He's throwing the ball, and he's not scared to throw the ball. I like that. 
I like that. I like that a lot. This kid has some cojones. He does. I like it. I really do. This run he's he's on right now is astronomical. And if he can get past the Eagles and, and the 49ers and make it to the Super Bowl, wow. But there's already um, reports coming out that he's the guy. Uh, Jimmy G's not him. He's not going to be starting. And you, you got to feel for Trey Lance because I, he really never got his footing. In San Fran, you know, the Jimmy G thing and then the injury and Jimmy G's back and Jimmy G goes down and now this rookie phenom looks like he's going to be the guy in San Francisco for the rest of his time there. It really, that's what it looks like. It's a small sample size, but I like it, man. I like what I'm seeing. He's he's going to be around. I don't know, man. Unless he just... Jurassically falls off the face of the earth, statistically somehow. But I just don't see that happening. Not in the system he's in. Not with the guys around him. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Like he has some a great receiving core. A great receiving core. He's got some guys in the backfield as well. Brock Purdy is well taken care of, man. He's young, and and, and that's that's what's really important. He's young. He's not on the backside of his 30s. He's not in his late 20s. He's very young. Very young. It's interesting, man. It's interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. You know? Love what I'm seeing from him, though. He's entertaining. He's humble. He's cool. The guys, the locker room seems to be rallying around this guy. And and that's a big thing right there. You know, if, if you got the locker room on your side like this and you got guys right, believing right, in right. you and, and you believe in them as well, where where can you go? Man, I just saw a video of, of Tom Brady when they were playing the 49ers trying to get his team hype, trying to get them boys hype. And, you know, and, and they just no response from him, man. No response. And he was mic'd up. And at the end of the mic'd up, uh, mic'd up video, I think it was Mike Glenn, and he just told him, man, take this thing off of me. No fire coming back from Brady for the uh, from the Bucks. Felt bad for Brady in that moment, but that's not the case in San Francisco, man. These guys are fired up with Brock. The next big thing, Brock Purdy. It's my best, uh, my best Paul Heyman impression. But back to business. Let's talk about what happened last night. I told y'all last week was a fluke. For the Cowboys, they got old Brady and a beat-up Bucks team. Okay, cool. Congratulations. You got past the wild card. The Cowboys have not been to the NFC title game in 27 years. I wasn't even born yet. I don't know what Jerry Jones did back in the day for the Cowboys to be so successful for they were, uh, be so successful when they were. But, boy, Buddy has been paying for it ever since. I mean, paying for it. I don't know what he did, who he wronged, but, fam, it ain't been looking good for the Cowboys ever since. And I don't know. I don't know. Dak in the playoffs, man. (sighs) There needs to be conversations had. There has to be conversations had. His postseason stats 
I mean, they're not horrible. Like, they're not that bad. Pass rating of 92.3. 11 touchdowns, 5 interceptions in 6 games. 6 playoff games in his playoff career. Over 1,500 yards. But you go back to 2016. They lost to Rodgers. One and done. Then you get wild card. You you get to divisional round in 2018. You lose. Then 2021, you're one and done. Then now you get to divisional round. You lose again. But I don't know what type of time type of time Dak was on yesterday. But that was not the Dak I saw Monday night. And that's the problem. There's no consistency with him. 23 of 37, 206 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. These were bad interceptions. But that's what happens when you can't run the football, though. And that's what the Cowboys have been doing all season. Even with Cooper rushing there, they were still winning games because they could run the ball very well. Zeke and Pollard, or excuse me, Pollard and Zeke, because Zeke is the sidekick. And Zeke may be sidekicking his ass on out of Dallas. After that performance yesterday, 10 carries, 26 yards. And it's sad that that Pollard is hurt like that and has to get surgery because the Cowboys were already planning on franchise tagging him, but now they're really going to franchise tag him. He's not going to get big money. But after they paid Zeke and seen what happened since they paid him, I don't think any Dallas Cowboy running back was ever going to get big money again. Didn't matter how good they were. The the fall off of Ezekiel Elliott needs to be talked about because what happened to that man? What happened? What happened? Like, seriously, what happened? You know? Comes into the league 1631. 988. He hasn't rushed for over, you know, he hasn't been that great. He hasn't been that great. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and it hasn't been that bad. It hasn't been that bad, but the yards per carry has been going down. 3.8. When your rookie season, it was 5.1. Your rookie season, your longest rushing yard was 60 yards. This year is 27. Your longest rushing touchdown was... I mean, excuse me. Um, I mean, your your rookie season you had 15 touchdowns. You had 12. Okay. But the inconsistency there, and I've watched a lot of Zeke. Oh, and I'm wrong. Hold on, I'm wrong. I'm looking at the wrong. No, I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong. I was right. I just don't understand. I don't get it. And I've watched a lot of Cowboys football this year because I had Zeke and Pollard on my Super Bowl winning fan. Fantasy team. Zeke was a short yardage guy, and he was scoring touchdowns in the red zone every time. Cool. Pollard was getting him down the field. Big chunk yards. And in the passing game. Zeke really wasn't getting his life like that. Then you go to the, uh, I don't know, was this my wild card? Was this my, not my wild card, was this my playoff game? Which Super Bowl when Zeke? Was playing when they no, it was my Super Bowl game when they played the Titans and Pollard couldn't go 
and Zeke barely did anything. That was very telling to me. It's like, mm, that's a problem. Even the kid Malik Davis was getting more yards than Zeke. So why? Why is that a thing? Why is that happening? What happened to Zeke? He can barely get a first down now. He can barely get two, three yards if you need him. Like, when it was, what, third and short, he barely got that first down. It was a great second effort, but he barely got He got popped right behind the line. I don't know if it's the line play. I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know what it is, man, but Zeke is not the Zeke that bursted onto the scene. He's not. I don't know what happened to that guy. I don't know where he went, but he is gone. Long gone. Long gone. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know, but... I know Dak was trending. I know they're talking about they want the fans want to trade him. And Jerry Jones can sit here and lie and say Mike McCarthy's job isn't, you know, that didn't have no effect on his job. Man, that's cat. That's cat. I don't know what it is about Big Mike in the playoffs, but I don't know. I just already knew that the Cowboys weren't going to win this game. And they played well on defense. They did, they did play well on defense. It, the offense just could not do anything. And Brett Maher, my God. I'm glad he redeemed himself, but the first one that got blocked, they said he was going to miss it anyway. Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. But congratulations to the 49ers for advancing to the NFC title game again. This is what, man? How many has it been for them since 2020? Did they go last year? Yeah, they did go last year. They played the Rams, right? Yeah. They beat us to get there. This, they went last year. They went in, what, 19? The third one in five years? Something like that? That's pretty good, man. Pretty good. Congratulations to the Kyle Shanahan and the boys. Now, they got a tall task against the team we're going to be talking about next. Um, I, I didn't expect the Eagles to run the Giants out of Lincoln Field and run them out the playoffs like that, man. I, I really don't know why. I didn't expect that, but I didn't know it was going to be that ugly. You know, and it's crazy because we're talking about Danny Dimes and his potential contract situation. I don't think that's happening anymore, man. I don't I don't think that's happening. I don't know if him or Saquon are going to be Giants uh, come September of 2023. I'm not sure. I really, I'm really not. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think... Um... We'll get into that, uh, you know, down the road. I think at this point we're, uh, you know, this is still very fresh this season, this loss, and, um, you know, it'll take some time to regroup and uh, think through that going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll uh, cross that bridge when we get there. I've, I've really enjoyed playing here. Um, you know, I, I uh, appreciate all the, those guys in the locker room. It's a special group of guys, and I've really enjoyed being a part of it. Um, uh, we'll, we'll figure out where that goes, but um, I have nothing but, but love and respect for this organization and, and the group of guys in the locker room. Um, I mean, I'm not really too concerned about resetting any markets or anything like that. Um, I'm realistic. Uh, I know where I was on you know, pace to do, uh, but having two years of filled up with injuries and you know, having a season of not performing to the level that I know I can perform, uh, doesn't help, uh, but I, I think I was able to show that the type of caliber of player I am, um, the things I'm able to do on the football field, um, 
that was something I, that's something I wanted to do. That was my goal this year, and I was able to accomplish that. Um, and now it's just, you know, sit down with my agent, Kim. Um, see what Do you even entertain the thought of not walking back into the locker room? Uh, no. Um, you know, like I said, I, I couldn't imagine that being the last time uh, being in a Giants uniform. Uh, but that's just the nature of the business, you know. I, man these don't sound like two guys who are going to be back they don't it doesn't it does not sound like two guys are going to be back i don't know what the future holds for daniel jones but saquon after the season he's had a great bounce back season for saquon barkley um he he's gonna have his options i think he's he's gonna have his options right 13 12 10 touchdowns played very well this year he, he didn't miss a game he's gonna play he's gonna have his options um i'm thinking teams like buffalo um buffalo la talking about the rams um where else could he go buffalo the rams i don't know who else needs a running back Shh. san fran maybe no, wait, hell no. What the hell? They got Christian McCaffrey. That's what I didn't mention earlier. Is Christian McCaffrey okay? Because he wasn't in there to close the game out. That That's another thing I forgot about. Yeah, and I didn't even mention him when I was talking about weapons for Brock Purdy. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, Where else could he go, man? Think about it. Let's think. Who needs a running back? I don't know. I'm thinking Rams. Maybe Carolina. I don't know, man. Buffalo for sure. I think Buffalo's on number one on anybody's list. Same for Josh Jacobs. Those two are going to be highly see, uh, highly sought after help. Maybe the Cowboys. Maybe they get rid of Zeke. Maybe they bring in Saquon. Same division. I don't know, man. Saquon and Tony Pollard would be a nice little mix. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, Daniel Jones, on the other hand, I don't know, man. Maybe Indianapolis, Vegas. Maybe he stays in Jersey, the Jets. Yeah, I mean, you know, Carolina, maybe. Tampa Bay. There's there's places for Daniel Jones to go. But I don't think it's going to be hard to see either of these. It's hard for me to see either of these guys sticking around with the Giants, especially what happened to them yesterday. I mean, Saturday. That was Saturday. Yeah. Listen, I'm not going to waste my time on this. It was a blowout. We saw Jalen Hurts did whatever he wanted. The Eagles did whatever they wanted. It, it, it was just ugly. It was ugly, man. I, I don't know what the Giants came out there to do, but 38-7 to is not how you want to show up and go out in the playoffs. Daniel Jones, 15-27, to only 135 yards, one, touch, one interception. Saquon, nine carries for 61 yards. I, I don't know who the hell Richie James is, but he led the receiving yards for the Giants, seven catches, 51 yards. And then Jalen Hurts, 16-24, 154 yards passing, two touchdowns. Kenneth Gainwell, 12 carries, 112 on the ground, one touchdown. Miles Sanders, 17 carries, 90, 90 yards. Jalen Hurts, 
34 carries. I mean, nine carries, 34 yards, one touchdown. Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, they went off. A.J. Brown did get shut down, but everybody else stepped up. And then that defense, they played a great game. Hey, man, it is what it was. I, I have nothing for that game. I have nothing for that game. No energy for the Giants uh, getting smoked like that, man. No energy. No energy. No energy. Um, yeah, that's all I got for that, man. Let me get you guys out of here. So, tonight, the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw is going down. I will be there for that. Tuned in. There's a lot going on. I'm sure they got planned for that. Um, but as far as we go, man, that's all I got for you guys. There's no football tonight. Probably some basketball, maybe. But I don't know, man. I'm good, man. I, I had a good weekend. It was a good three-day weekend. I was glad to get in here and do this. Um, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah. Big. We have, I've reached over 10,000 total plays for the show. So thank you guys for listening. Ah, oh, man. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate that. That is a huge milestone for me, man. I remember when I hit, I remember my first play. And now here I am, over 10,000. That's huge. That's huge. So thank you guys. Um, make sure you continue to listen, retweet, share, subscribe, all that good stuff when it comes to my show. Um, as you can see, man, I'm just trying to make this show better and more enjoyable for you guys week in and week out. Uh, I will be back on Saturday for episode 197, so get ready for that. But more importantly, man, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you listen to this episode. Make sure you go back and listen to episode 197 to 195. Um, and for the 196th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.